This is the Flying Field Podcast. Welcome to this edition of the Flying Field Podcast. The Flying Field Podcast is a service of rcplaneviews.com and the Flying Field blog. Find them at www.rcplaneviews.com. This is episode 101. Let's get this thing started. It was recorded the week of August 25th, 2011, and I'm your host, Jim Mohan. Well, hello modelers, and thanks for listening in on this inaugural edition of the Flying Field Podcast. Today, we're going to take a look at some important news regarding recalls and service bulletins, do a quick peek at the new model reviews on the web, take a look at the events calendar, and finish up with a workshop tip. So, let's get started. There have been several service bulletins released this summer. One of the ones that hit my email recently was from Castle Creations. It seems they are getting some reports of ESC or electronic speed control failures with several of their high power models. Let's take a look at the email. The email I got is entitled Ice HV Mamba XL and Hydra Ice HV Warning and Recall and it's dated August 20th, 2011. Here's what it says. The performance of a component used in the Castle Ice HV60, 80, 120, and 160 and the Mamba XL and the Hydra Ice HV controllers has changed from the original specification for the part. This tolerance change may lead to failure of the affected controller. Then in red it says, for your safety, we request that all customers cease operation of these controllers immediately. Send all of these controllers back to Castle for modifications required to improve the safety and reliability of these products. This recall includes all controllers labeled V3 or version 3. There is no charge associated with this modification. And it goes on to say that only controllers that are properly modified and are approved for operation will be labeled clearly as Ice HV Amp Rating 2 Mamba XL2 and Hydra Ice HV2. So clearly what happens is uh, sounds like one of the uh, subcomponents to the assemblies of these uh, change the specification and, and now the parts aren't playing well together. So uh, Castle is uh, recalling these and, and wanting you to send them back to them. The email goes on to say then, we understand that you may not wish to return your controller. Those that have served you well are likely to continue doing so. However, controllers that you may have recently purchased should be assumed to be assembled with problem components. If you insist on using these controllers, please be advised that the risk of continued use begins with severe burns to you and others, as well as property damage to your RC vehicle or other surroundings. Please wear fireproof gloves when connecting any HV controllers that use 8 or 10 gauge wire to their power source. I'm thinking I'm not going to want to put fireproof gloves in the old RC field box. The email comes with a link. 
You can send it back. It's got addresses to send stuff back to uh, Castle, uh, whether you're here in the United States or in Europe. And then it also has some facts, and let me go through those just real quickly with you. Uh, fact number one, it may not be possible to economically repair some controllers. Those controllers will be replaced by refurbished controllers that were made from unsold controllers that have been recalled from the sales channels. So you're not going to get somebody's crashed controller back. You're going to get essentially a new one that's been modified. Fact number two, we will replace the controller board in as many returned units as possible. We will make sure that you receive your exact controller. This will likely cause the process to take a bit longer, but it will ensure that you are comfortable with the prior use of the controller that you receive from us. So if you send it in, in all likelihood, you're going to get yours back. So that's a nice uh, feature, but it's going to take a little longer. Fact number three, as we cannot state in advance the criteria for repairability versus replacement, please remove all connectors from your controller before sending them to us. So if you've got some special um, high amp or high voltage controllers that you want to keep, better make sure you take them off before you send it in. Number four, it says due to the manner in which most of the ICE HV controllers and their heat sinks are assembled, we don't recommend that users ask to install the controller boards themselves. So even some of you who are... Uh, you know, electronics engineers and have a lot of experience, they're saying, yeah, let us do it. Let us make sure that we get it done correctly. Last but not least, it's in number five. It says, we can't give you the exact estimate of the time required to return your controller. We will keep you updated as to the status of our repairs via email. And then they offer to have individual conversations, but they kind of leave it with a caveat that says, hey, you know what? Our repair techs really don't know anything more than what uh, we've told you in this email. So, you know, let us uh, let us do this and we'll get it back. You know, two things come to mind here. One is that our models are really complicated things and, and operating them safely is important. You know, I'm my club's safety officer and I'm always preaching on that subject. The other is how companies react to product failures is a big part of reputation management. My experience is that Castle builds great stuff and being upfront with modelers when something goes wrong, well, can do nothing but help. Next let's take a minute to see what reviews and articles are out there that you might find interesting. The first one I found was on RC Universe. Greg Covey writes a series he calls Amped. The current article is from earlier this summer and is on brushless motors. You know, I often hear folks discussing these little powerhouses, but I'm never disappointed to find someone who clearly doesn't know what he's talking about. Spending a little time with Greg's article will ensure that you are not one of those people. You can find the links at the show notes at www.flyingfieldblog.rcplaneviews.com. Over on RC Groups, contributor Michael here has two reviews posted in August. Obviously, he's been a pretty busy guy. Mike has been to the Arizona Electric Festival a couple of times as a photojournalist for RC groups and has taken on the role of cat herder as he's tried, eh, mostly successfully, 
to get the pilots together for a group photo during the event. Mike's two reviews are for the E-Flight P-51 and a B-25 from Hobby King. I really like electric twins and the B-25 has caught my eye. Let's move to the event calendar now. There are a lot of events all around the country. Take a look at the calendar over at RC Universe where you can see specifics on a bunch of events including those during the first part of September. Here are just a sample. On September 9th, Warbirds over Tulsa in Tulsa, Oklahoma. On September 10th, the Hernando Aero Modelers Charity Event in Brooksville, Florida. Again on September 10th, the 9th Annual Swap Meet and Fun Fly in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. On the 10th, the Fall Fly-In in Salina, Kansas. Again on the 10th, the Cutstown Aerodrome RC Swap Meet in Cutstown, PA. And September 9th, the 18th Annual Military Fly-In in Ina, Illinois at the Rend Lake College RC Field. So, lots of events as clubs are putting on events to wrap up the summer and introduce the fall flying season. You know, if you're a modeler who enjoys flying events, looks like there are a lot to choose from wherever you are. Let's wrap things up today with a workshop tip. If you're like me, having enough work and shelf space in the workshop is always an issue. One of the things I've done is to make use of the bottom, yes, the bottom of shelves. I use the plastic packaging that comes with spindle packages of, you know, 20 or more writable computer CDs or DVDs. I'm sure you've seen them. The clear cover locks onto the base with a little lug and it is engaged when the base is twisted. What I've done is to use small wood screws and mount the base inverted on the bottom of a workshop shelf. I can then use the dome of the packing as a cup to store things and just slide it up into the base and give it a twist and it stays mounted under the shelf. My thought is the best recycling occurs when things are simply repurposed and that's certainly the case here. That brings us to the close of this edition of the Flying Field Podcast. You can find show notes at www.flyingfieldblog.rcplaneviews.com. This is episode 101. I'm Jim Mohan. Happy modeling and fly safe.